in the shadowed heart of the Merwood Forest, where the ancient trees stood like silent sentinels of a bygone era, Caelan, the exiled mage, found his sanctuary. The forest was a living, breathing entity, its air thick with the musk of damp earth and the unseen life that teemed within its dark embrace. Here, beneath the canopy where little light dared to penetrate, Caelan practiced his forbidden craft, the art of bone magic. The ground was littered with the remnants of those who had once roamed these woods, the bones of creatures both mundane and mythical. These relics, bleached by time and elements, lay scattered like forgotten memories. Each bone was a repository of hidden power, a vestige of a life once lived, now reduced to mere calcium and marrow. Kalen moved among these remnants with a reverence that bordered on the sacred. His fingers, pale as the bones themselves, traced the intricate patterns of the skeletal remains. He was a weaver of sorts, but instead of thread and fabric, his medium was the essence of life trapped within these calcified remains. The air around him shimmered with the barely contained power of his magic, a tapestry of energy woven from the most primal of sources. As he worked, the bones began to hum, a symphony of the dead that only he could hear. He arranged them in patterns dictated by ancient law, a language long forgotten by the world but preserved in the recesses of his forbidden knowledge. Each configuration was a key, unlocking the latent energies that lay dormant within these skeletal remains. To an untrained eye, his actions would seem like the macabre tinkering of a madman, but to Kalen, it was the highest form of art. The magic of the bones was not just in their physical form, but in the memories they held. Each creature's life, its joys and sufferings, its instincts and experiences, all were etched into the very marrow. Kalen, through his craft, could tap into these echoes of the past. It was a dark art, frowned upon by those who feared the implications of meddling with the remnants of the dead. But for Kalen, it was a way to connect with the very essence of life itself, albeit in its most final form. His exile from the Society of Mages had been a bitter pill to swallow. Once revered for his intellect and potential, Kalen had delved too deep into the forbidden, crossing boundaries that were meant to keep the living and the dead separate. But in this secluded haven, away from the scornful eyes of his peers, he found freedom. The Merwood Forest did not judge him. It simply observed, its ancient trees whispering secrets that only he could decipher. In the solitude of the forest, with only the bones as his companions, Kalen's mastery of his craft grew. He learned to bend the magic to his will, to weave it into forms and functions that defied the laws of nature. Yet, in his heart, a storm brewed, a storm of anger and a thirst for vengeance against those who had cast him out, who had labeled him a pariah for his pursuit of knowledge. As the last light of day retreated from the forest, and the shadows grew deeper, Kalen's resolve hardened. The bones, his silent allies, seemed to resonate with his determination. He knew the time was coming when he would step out from the shadows of Merwood, his powers honed by exile and solitude. The world that had shunned him would soon come to know the might of the bone weaver, and through him, the forgotten power of bone magic. Beyond the ethereal tranquility of Merwood Forest, the kingdom of Eldoria wreathed under the oppressive grip of a tyrant. In the sprawling capital, grandiose in its architecture yet suffocating in its atmosphere, 
the shadow of the ruler, Lord Dravon, stretched like a dark shroud over every cobblestone street and gilded hallway. His reign was a tapestry of fear and control, woven with an iron hand and a cold heart. The once vibrant city, a hub of commerce and culture, now whispered in hushed tones, its people's spirits crushed under the weight of draconian laws and ruthless enforcement. The air, once filled with the laughter of children and the chatter of marketplaces, was now heavy with an unspoken dread. The clatter of armor and the sharp clink of swords became the city's new rhythm, as Dravon's guards patrolled the streets with vigilant, merciless eyes. In the dimly lit taverns and back alleys, however, a different kind of rhythm pulsed. Here, in these clandestine spaces, the seeds of rebellion were being sown. The Crimson Hand, a group of rebels made up of disgruntled citizens, ex-soldiers, and those who had lost everything to Dravon's tyranny, plotted in the shadows. Their meetings were a flurry of whispered strategies and fervent hopes, a stark contrast to the fear that gripped the streets above. Eliana, the leader of the Crimson Hand, was a woman of fierce determination and unwavering courage. Her eyes, burning with a fire of resistance, told stories of personal loss and a deep-seated desire for justice. Her leadership had given the group not just direction but a sense of purpose. Under her guidance, the group had grown from a handful of disillusioned souls to a formidable force, a thorn in the side of Dravon's regime. It was into this world of whispered rebellion and brewing conflict that Kaelin, the exiled mage, stepped. His arrival in the city was unnoticed, just another cloaked figure in a sea of faces. Yet, beneath his hood, his eyes gleamed with a resolve forged in the solitude of Merwood Forest. The city, with its sprawling streets and towering structures, was a stark contrast to the wild freedom of the forest. The air was thick with the stench of smoke and the undercurrents of fear, a far cry from the earthy aroma of the woods. Kalen moved through the city like a shadow, his presence barely registered by those he passed. His journey had led him here, driven by a desire to use his dark art for a cause greater than himself. The whispers of the rebellion had reached even the secluded depths of Merwood, and in them, Kalen saw a path towards redemption, or perhaps, retribution. His first encounter with the Crimson Hand was a matter of chance, or perhaps fate. In a dimly lit tavern, where the ale was cheap and the conversation secretive, Kalen overheard hushed discussions of an upcoming meeting. His curiosity piqued, he followed the trail, which led him to a hidden room beneath the city's surface, a sanctuary for those who dared to oppose Dravon. In the flickering candlelight of the secret chamber, Kalen observed the rebels. Their faces were etched with the lines of hardship, their eyes alight with a mixture of hope and fear. When he finally revealed his presence, stepping out from the shadows, the room fell into a stunned silence. Here stood an outsider, a mage of notorious reputation, his very existence a defiance of the natural order. The initial wariness in Ileana's eyes gave way to a calculating gaze. Kalen, with his mastery of bone magic, was a potential ally of great power, yet his art was as feared as it was misunderstood. The meeting that followed was a delicate dance of mutual suspicion and reluctant fascination. Kalen, with his somber demeanor and enigmatic aura, was an enigma they could not easily dismiss. 
Thus began the precarious alliance between the exiled mage and the band of rebels. Kaelin's arrival marked a new chapter in the rebellion, a turning point that would set the course for the events to come. In the heart of the city, under the tyrant's shadow, a storm was brewing, one that would shake the very foundations of Eldoria. In the bustling, shadow-draped streets of Eldoria's capital, where every whispered conversation held the weight of secrets, Kaelin's path fatefully intersected with that of the Crimson Hand. The city, a labyrinth of stone and ambition, hummed with the tension of a land on the brink of upheaval. Kaelin, cloaked in the anonymity granted by his hooded garb, navigated the thronging streets with a purposeful stride, his senses attuned to the undercurrents of rebellion that coursed through the city's veins. The tavern, known as the Whispering Wyvern, was a haven for those who sought to drown their sorrows or exchange covet words. Its walls, stained with the pattern of age and smoke, bore silent witness to the many clandestine gatherings that had taken place within its confines. Kaelin entered the tavern like a spectre, his presence drawing minimal attention as he made his way to a secluded corner, his eyes scanning the dimly lit room with an air of calculated observation. Amongst the huddled masses, a group caught his attention. They were a disparate assembly, united not by appearance but by the shared fire of purpose that burned in their eyes. This was the Crimson Hand, a name whispered with a mixture of fear and reverence in the oppressed corners of Eldoria. Their leader, Aliana, was immediately recognizable. Her demeanor commanded attention, her gaze piercing through the smoky haze of the tavern with an intensity that spoke of her unyielding resolve. As Kaelin observed them, he felt an unexpected kinship. Here were individuals who, like him, were outcasts in their own land, driven by a cause greater than their own survival. They were the embodiment of resistance, each member a story of defiance against the tyrannical regime that suffocated their kingdom. Their meeting was an orchestration of fate. Aliana, ever vigilant, noticed the lone figure whose gaze lingered a moment too long. Her approach was cautious yet confident, her stride echoing the unspoken challenge of a leader who had faced adversity head-on. Kaelin, recognizing the pivotal moment, awaited her approach, his own posture an amalgam of guarded curiosity and quiet strength. Their conversation, devoid of introductions, cut straight to the heart of their respective journeys. Iliana's words, though measured, carried the weight of her dedication to the cause. Kaelin, in turn, offered insights veiled in mystery, his responses a delicate dance around his true capabilities. The air around them crackled with the tension of unspoken questions and untested alliances. The members of the Crimson Hand observed this exchange with a blend of skepticism and intrigue. Here was a mage of rumored formidable power, a practitioner of a forbidden art that flirted with the boundaries of life and death. His reputation preceded him, yet in his presence, they found not the menacing figure of whispered tales, but a man marked by the solitude of his exile and the depth of his knowledge. As the conversation progressed, the initial wariness gave way to a cautious recognition of potential. Kaelin, with his mastery of bone magic, possessed skills that could tip the scales in their favor. Aliana, astute and pragmatic, recognized the value of such an ally. The other members, though apprehensive, deferred to her judgment, their trust in her leadership a testament to the battles they had weathered together. 
The meeting concluded with a silent agreement, an unspoken pact forged in the dim light of the whispering wyvern. Kalen, once a solitary figure in the shadows of Merwood Forest, found himself inexorably drawn into the heart of the rebellion. The Crimson Hand, in turn, had acquired an ally whose powers were as formidable as they were feared. In the hushed tones of that fateful encounter, the course of their journey shifted. The path ahead was fraught with danger and uncertainty, but the union of the exiled mage and the rebel group marked a new chapter in their fight against tyranny. In the depths of Eldoria's capital, under the watchful eyes of Lord Dravon's spies, a new alliance was born, one that carried the promise of revolution and the peril of the unknown. In the veiled recesses of Eldoria's shadow-strewn underbelly, where whispers traveled faster than the wind and trust was a commodity as rare as a clear sky, the alliance between Kaelin and the Crimson Hand was cautiously forged. The union of the exiled mage and the rebel group was like a pact made under a crescent moon, full of potential yet fraught with unseen perils. Their meetings were held in secret locations, spaces hallowed by rebellion and cloaked in mystery. Each encounter was a delicate dance of strategy and subtle negotiation, held in derelict buildings or abandoned cellars where the dampness of the walls was as pervasive as the sense of urgency that hung in the air. The flickering of candlelight cast elongated shadows, making the figures of the rebels and the mage appear as if they were ancient spirits plotting the downfall of a cursed reign. Eliana, with her commanding presence and keen intellect, was a natural leader. Her eyes, always alight with the fire of defiance, held a new spark, one of cautious hope. The members of the Crimson Hand, each bearing the scars of their individual struggles, began to see Kaelin not as an outsider but as an enigma that held the key to new possibilities. His knowledge of bone magic, a craft steeped in mystery and power, was an asset they could not ignore. Kaelin, for his part, found in this alliance a sense of purpose that had long eluded him. The years of solitude and exile had honed his skills but had left a void where connection and camaraderie should reside. In the eyes of the rebels, he saw reflections of his own loss and determination. They were kindred spirits, united in a cause that was rapidly becoming his own. The mage demonstrated his art with a cautious discretion, revealing just enough to inspire awe and solidify his value to the group. The bones, which he handled with an almost reverent care, seemed to come alive under his touch, whispering secrets of ancient magic and forgotten lore. The rebels watched with a mixture of fascination and trepidation as he conjured spectral images and barriers from the remains, the air around them crackling with arcane energy. Despite the power he wielded, Kaelin remained a figure shrouded in mystery. His past, marred by the stigma of his art and the pain of exile, was a tapestry he wove with careful ambiguity. The rebels, though curious, respected his silence, understanding all too well the burden of unspoken histories. As their plans coalesced into tangible strategies, the group found a new rhythm, a harmony between Kalen's dark art and the guerrilla tactics. They were no longer just a band of rebels. They were a force infused with ancient magic, a fusion of sword and sorcery that began to carve a tangible threat into the heart of Dravon's regime. However, with this newfound power came a heightened risk. The streets whispered with rumors of the mage who walked with the Crimson Hand, and with each whispered tale, the noose of Dravon's scrutiny tightened.
spies lurked in every shadow, and the stakes of their rebellion rose with each passing day. In this crucible of secrecy and danger, the alliance between Kaelin and the Crimson Hand was tempered. It was an alliance born not just out of necessity, but out of a shared vision for a free Eldoria. Together, they stood at the precipice of revolution, their paths irrevocably intertwined in the fight against tyranny. In the dark corners of the city, under the cloak of night, a rebellion was stirring, its heart beating with the combined pulse of sword, spirit, and sorcery. The dawn that marked the beginning of their journey was unlike any other in Eldoria. It arrived not with a gentle unfolding of light, but with a tense, charged air, as if the very sky sensed the turning of a significant page in the history of the kingdom. Kaelin and the members of the Crimson Hand stood at the edge of the city, where the cobblestone streets gave way to the wild, untamed lands beyond. Their destination was the heart of Eldoria, the seat of Lord Dravon's power. The path they chose was not the direct, well-trodden roads frequented by merchants and travelers, but rather a circuitous route through dense forests, hidden valleys, and forgotten paths known only to a few. This journey was not just a physical traversal of distance, it was a path laden with risks, challenges, and the unspoken fears and hopes of each member. The group, under the cloak of dawn's early light, moved with a quiet urgency. Eliana led with the confidence of a leader who had weighed every possible risk, her gaze fixed on the distant horizon. The other members, each bearing their own weapons and burdens, followed, their faces set in expressions of grim determination. Kalen, carrying the tools of his arcane craft, a satchel of carefully wrapped bones and ancient artifacts, walked with a measured pace. His presence among the group was like a shadow of otherworldly power, a silent reminder of the unusual alliance they had formed. His eyes, often distant, seemed to be searching the landscape, reading the stories etched in the earth and the wind. As they ventured beyond the city, the landscape transformed. The dense canopy of the forests enveloped them, a world away from the oppressive atmosphere of Eldoria. The air here was alive with the sounds of nature, the rustling of leaves, the distant call of a bird, the soft tread of unseen creatures. Kalen found a strange solace in these sounds, a reminder of his years of solitude in Merwood Forest. The journey was arduous, testing their endurance and resolve. They navigated through thick underbrush, crossed rushing rivers, and scaled steep inclines. Each evening, they made camp in secluded areas, the fires glow the only light in the encompassing darkness of the wilderness. These moments around the campfire were times of quiet reflection, the flames casting dancing shadows on their faces as they pondered the path ahead. Kalen, during these rests, would often sit apart, his gaze fixed on the bones that he meticulously arranged and rearranged, a silent ritual that seemed to calm the storm of thoughts within him. The other members watched him with a mix of curiosity and unease, still grappling with the reality of having a bone mage among them. Yet, there was a growing sense of respect, a recognition of the depth of power that their enigmatic companion wielded. As they journeyed deeper into the heart of Eldoria, Kalen's magic became an invaluable asset. He used his art to guide them through the safest paths, to ward off wild animals, and to mask their presence from any who might be tracking them. The bones whispered secrets to him, secrets of the land, of hidden dangers, 
and of the unseen forces that stirred in response to their quest. With each passing day, the group grew more cohesive, their initial wariness of Kalen evolving into an unspoken acceptance. They were a tapestry of resilience and defiance, each thread woven by their individual stories, now interlaced with the common goal of reaching the tyrant's stronghold and ending his reign. The journey was not just a test of physical endurance, but a crucible that tempered their spirits. In the face of relentless challenges, they found strength in their unity and in the shared belief that the future of Eldoria could be reshaped by their hands. Ahead of them lay the heart of the kingdom, a place where their fates would be decided, where the tyranny of Lord Dravon would either crumble or stand stronger than ever. And in the midst of this uncertainty, they marched on, bound by a common purpose, their resolve as unyielding as the magic that pulsed through Kalen's bones. As the group journeyed closer to the heart of Eldoria, the fabric of secrets surrounding both Kalen and the Crimson Hand began to unravel, thread by thread. The landscape around them, once lush and vibrant, gradually gave way to bleaker, more barren terrain, mirroring the shift in the atmosphere within the group. The weight of unspoken truths and hidden agendas hung heavily in the air, like a mist that clouded their path forward. Kalen, with each step, felt the increasing tug of his bone magic, drawing him towards revelations he had not anticipated. The bones, which had always been his silent guides and companions, began to resonate with a new intensity, as if awakening to the deeper currents flowing beneath the surface of their quest. Their whispers grew louder in his mind, revealing glimpses of a history intertwined with the very heart of the rebellion. One night, under a sky blanketed with stars, the truth began to seep through the cracks of the carefully constructed façade. Kalen, sitting apart from the group, was lost in a trance-like state, his fingers deftly moving over a spread of bones. The patterns they formed were not just configurations of magic, but keys unlocking the secrets hidden within the rebel group. Visions flickered before him, flashes of past meetings, whispered conversations, and shadowed figures exchanging information in the dark corners of Eldoria. The bones revealed to him the unsettling truth, not all members of the Crimson Hand were united by the same noble cause. Among them lurked hidden motives, personal vendettas, and alliances that ran counter to the group's proclaimed goals. Eliana, sensing a shift in Kalen's demeanor, approached him cautiously. In her eyes, Kalen saw the dawning realization that he had uncovered something pivotal. There was a tension in her posture, a readiness to confront whatever truth he had unearthed. The air between them was charged with an unspoken understanding that the path ahead was about to change. The following days were marked by a subtle but undeniable transformation within the group. Conversations were more guarded, glances more probing. The camaraderie that had begun to form was now tainted by suspicion. Kalen, once an outsider, found himself in the unexpected position of a catalyst, his magic having revealed the fractures within their unity. As they continued their journey, the landscapes they traversed became a reflection of the turmoil within the group. The forests grew denser, the paths more treacherous, and the nights colder. The challenges they faced no longer stemmed solely from the physical obstacles of their journey but from the growing mistrust and uncertainty among them. Kalen, bearing the burden of his revelations, struggled with the decision of whether to reveal all that he had learned. 
His loyalty to the Crimson Hand was complicated. They were his allies in a shared cause, yet he was bound to them by a fragile thread of mutual necessity rather than true allegiance. The secrets he held could either fortify their resolve or shatter the fragile alliance they had built. The unraveling secrets also forced Kalen to confront his own past and the truths he had long buried. His use of bone magic, a path chosen in exile and solitude, was now entangled in the fates of those around him. The bones, which had always been his silent allies, now spoke of a destiny far greater and more complex than he had ever imagined. In this landscape of hidden truths and emerging revelations, the group pressed on, each member grappling with their own doubts and fears. The journey to Eldoria's heart had become more than a quest to overthrow a tyrant. It had become a journey into the very soul of their rebellion, forcing each of them to confront the secrets they carried and the truths they had to face. The revelation of betrayal within the ranks of the Crimson Hand struck like a bolt of lightning, tearing through the fabric of trust that had been tentatively woven among the group. It occurred in a desolate valley, where the howling winds seemed to carry the echoes of past treacheries, and the barren landscape mirrored the stark reality they were forced to confront. Kalen's bone magic had become increasingly restless, the whispers of the past growing louder and more insistent. He had sensed the undercurrents of deceit, but the full extent of the treachery was not revealed until a fateful evening when the group camped in the shadow of looming cliffs, their shapes like silent, accusatory figures against the night sky. As the group settled around the campfire, the tension was palpable. Kalen, withdrawn into his own thoughts, was tracing patterns in the dirt, his fingers guided by the unseen forces that spoke through the bones. The others were engaged in hushed, tense conversations, their voices barely rising above the wind. Suddenly, Kalen's movement stopped, his hand hovering over a particular arrangement of bones. The air around them seemed to grow colder, the fire's warmth retreating as if in anticipation of the chilling truth about to be unveiled. Kalen's eyes, previously distant, now sharpened with clarity and a hint of sorrow. He stood, facing the group, the bones in his hand casting elongated shadows on the ground. With a heavy heart, he revealed the betrayal. One among them was a spy, a serpent in their midst, feeding information to Lord Dravon's network. This traitor had been instrumental in orchestrating the downfall of previous rebellions, a master of deception whose loyalty lay solely with the promise of power and wealth. The reaction was immediate and tumultuous. Accusations flew like arrows in the night, suspicion turning allies into adversaries within moments. Eliana, her face a mask of controlled fury, demanded the truth be laid bare. The group, once united by a common cause, now found themselves ensnared in a web of distrust and fear. The traitor, when finally confronted, revealed himself with a venomous pride. It was a face they all knew, a member who had fought alongside them, shared meals with them, and pledged allegiance to their cause. The revelation was a vicious wound, the betrayal cutting deeper because it came from one of their own. The spy's confession was a litany of deceit, strategic information leaked, plans sabotaged, and the lives of past comrades sold for the promise of favor in Dravon's court. The group listened in stunned silence, their expressions a mix of horror, anger, and despair. Kalen observed the unfolding drama with a sense of detachment, 
his mind racing with the implications of this treachery. The betrayal was not just a personal blow to the group, it was a strategic catastrophe. Their movements, plans, and even their current location were likely known to the enemy. The path ahead was now fraught with even greater danger, their mission teetering on the brink of failure. In the aftermath of the revelation, the group's dynamics irrevocably changed. The spy was dealt with, a grim decision carried out under the cloak of darkness. The act was a necessary conclusion to the betrayal, yet it left a bitter taste in their mouths, a reminder of the ruthlessness of their struggle. The betrayal forced them to confront the harsh realities of their rebellion. Trust, once broken, proved difficult to rebuild. The group became more cautious, their interactions tinged with a wariness that had not been there before. Kalen, too, felt the shift, his role as the revealer of the betrayal placing him in a new light. As they continued their journey, the landscape around them seemed to reflect their internal turmoil. The skies grew darker, the paths more treacherous, and the air filled with the unspoken fears and doubts of the group. The revelation of the betrayal was not just a momentary obstacle, it was a seismic shift that altered the very essence of their quest, casting long shadows over the road that lay ahead. In the wake of the betrayal's revelation, Kalen found himself wrestling with the profound implications of his own power. The journey, once a clear path towards a noble goal, now meandered through a thicket of moral complexities and ethical dilemmas. The mage, who had once found solace in the solitary practice of his art, now grappled with the reality that his magic was a tool that could unearth truths as painful as they were necessary. The landscapes they traversed mirrored Kalen's internal struggle. The once lush forests had given way to barren lands, where gnarled trees stood like silent sentinels of a forsaken realm. The air was heavy with a sense of foreboding, and the skies above were often overcast, the sun a mere whisper behind layers of brooding clouds. At night, Kalen would sit away from the group, his eyes reflecting the flickering flames of the campfire. The bones, arrayed before him in intricate patterns, seemed to whisper of the burdens he now bore. Each configuration revealed not just the secrets of their journey, but also the echoes of lives past, the remnants of souls that once inhabited the skeletal remains. These whispers were no longer just guides. They were a chorus of moral quandaries, questioning his every decision, his every use of the magic he wielded. Kalen's relationship with the rest of the Crimson Hand had subtly shifted. The revelation of the spy had saved them from imminent peril, but it also cast a new light on the mage. His abilities, once a source of awe and curiosity, were now regarded with a cautious respect tinged with unease. The members whispered among themselves, their gazes often lingering on Kalen with a mixture of gratitude and apprehension. As they continued their journey, each encounter with enemy forces became a testament to the potency of Kalen's magic. He would summon barriers of bone to protect the group, or create illusions to mislead their foes. Yet with each use of his power, the lines between protector and aggressor blurred. The bones, once lifeless and silent, now seemed to scream in protest with every spell he cast. Kalen's internal conflict was not lost on Eliana. The rebel leader observed him with a thoughtful expression, her eyes betraying a depth of understanding. She too carried the weight of leadership, 
the burden of decisions that could mean life or death for her people. In Kaylin's tormented gaze, she saw the reflection of her own struggles, the heavy price of power and responsibility. The group's journey became a march not just through physical landscapes, but through the murky terrain of moral ambiguity. The enemy they faced was not just the physical manifestation of Lord Dravon's forces, but also the internal battles waged within each member of the Crimson Hand. Trust, once a given, was now a scarce resource, rationed and doled out with care. For Kaelin, the journey transformed him in ways he could not have foreseen. The mage, who had once prided himself on his mastery over the arcane art of bone magic, now questioned the very foundation of his abilities. Each spell cast, each secret unveiled, added to the weight he carried. The bones, his constant companions, became a reminder of the fine line between using power for a cause and being consumed by it. As they neared their destination, the burden of power loomed ever larger. Kaelin realized that the magic he wielded was a double-edged sword, capable of protecting and destroying in equal measure. The path ahead was fraught with peril, not just from the dangers that awaited them in their fight against tyranny, but from the internal demons they each had to confront. In this landscape of dwindling hope and increasing despair, the true battle was not just for the freedom of Eldoria, but for the soul of the mage who had come to play a pivotal role in its fate. As the group navigated closer to the heart of Eldoria, the journey took a turn into what could only be described as a path of shadows. It was as if they had stepped into a realm where the line between reality and illusion, truth and deceit, was perpetually blurred. The landscape around them, a once familiar territory, had transformed into a labyrinth of hidden dangers and unseen threats, mirroring the complexity of the task that lay ahead. Kaelin, with his mastery over bone magic, became the group's beacon in this realm of uncertainty. He used his arcane skills to weave a veil of shadows around them, masking their presence from the ever-watchful eyes of Lord Dravon's spies. The magic he employed was subtle yet powerful, a tapestry of illusions and misdirections that left their pursuers confounded and lost. The group moved through abandoned villages and desolate landscapes, where the remnants of Dravon's tyranny were all too evident. Buildings stood like hollowed-out skeletons, their windows staring blankly into the void, and the streets were strewn with the detritus of lives interrupted. In these ghostly settlements, the whispers of the past were almost palpable, each broken wall and shattered hearth telling a story of despair and ruin. Kaelin's internal struggle continued to haunt him. Each use of his power was a reminder of the fine line he tread between control and oblivion. The bones, his constant companions, seemed to resonate with the sorrow of the lands they traversed. He could feel their reluctance, their weariness, as if they too were burdened by the journey and the role they played in it. The Crimson Hand, under Kaelin's guidance, moved like phantoms, unseen and unheard. Eliana, ever the astute strategist, coordinated their movements with precision, relying heavily on Kaelin's magic to avoid detection. The group's reliance on the mage had grown, but so had their unease. The power he wielded was a constant reminder of the unnatural, a force that defied the laws of life and death. As they delved deeper into the heart of Eldoria, the group encountered challenges that tested their resolve and resourcefulness. 
they faced ambushes that Kalen's magic helped them evade and navigated through treacherous terrain that his spells rendered passable. Each obstacle overcome was a testament to their combined strength, yet it also deepened the shadows that seemed to cling to their every step. The path of shadows was not just a physical journey, it was a descent into the darker aspects of their mission. The group was forced to confront the harsh realities of their rebellion, the sacrifices required, the lines that had to be crossed, and the possibility that their quest might not herald the dawn of freedom but usher in a different kind of darkness. For Kalen, this path was a reflection of his own journey. The mage, once shunned and exiled for his art, had found a place where his power was not just accepted but needed. Yet, this acceptance came with the realization that his magic, while a shield against their enemies, was also a barrier that separated him from the rest of the group. He walked among them, but like a shadow, he was always a part, always other. The journey through the path of shadows brought them closer to their destination, but it also took them deeper into a realm where the distinction between friend and foe, right and wrong, was increasingly difficult to discern. In this twilight world of half-truths and hidden threats, the true challenge was not just to survive, but to hold on to the essence of who they were and the ideals they fought for. As the group approached the heart of the kingdom, the oppressive aura of Lord Dravon's reign became palpably intense, a stark contrast to the remote, shadowed paths they had traversed. The landscape transformed dramatically, from the wild, untamed outskirts to the structured, formidable architecture of Eldoria's capital. The city, a sprawling maze of stone and ambition, stood as a testament to Dravon's iron-fisted rule. The buildings loomed high, casting long shadows over the narrow streets. Statues of Lord Dravon adorned many corners, their stony gazes seeming to follow the group's every move. Banners displaying Dravon's crest, a black dragon coiled around a sword, fluttered ominously atop walls and gateways. The air was heavy with the scent of smoke from countless forges and fires, mingling with the less tangible but equally oppressive scent of fear. Kalen and the members of the Crimson Hand moved through the city with a heightened sense of caution. Their every step was measured, their every glance calculated. Kalen's magic, once a shield of shadows on their journey, was now a subtle whisper, guiding them through the labyrinth of streets, always one step ahead of danger. The people of Eldoria moved through the streets like ghosts, their faces etched with the weariness of lives lived under tyranny. Their eyes, when they met those of Kalen and his companions, held a mixture of hope and terror, hope for the change the Crimson Hand represented, and terror of the consequences should they be caught aiding them. The group's arrival in the heart of the kingdom marked a critical phase in their mission. It was here that their plan to overthrow Lord Dravon would come to fruition or fall apart. The city was the center of Dravon's power, heavily fortified and patrolled by his guards. Every alleyway could be a trap, and every shadow could conceal a spy. Kalen felt the weight of the city's oppressive atmosphere pressing down on him. The bones he carried whispered of the pain and suffering that pervaded the capital. They resonated with the silent cries of the people, the echoes of resistance that had been brutally suppressed. His magic, a source of strength throughout their journey, now felt like a heavy burden, a constant reminder of the perilous line he walked between using his power for liberation and becoming a tool of destruction. 
Aliana and her companions planned their moves with meticulous care, knowing that the smallest mistake could lead to their undoing. The network of informants and sympathizers they had built was put to the test, gathering intelligence and seeking out weaknesses in Dravon's defenses. Each piece of information was a precious commodity, bought with the currency of risk and courage. As they prepared for their final confrontation, the group was forced to confront the reality of what they were about to undertake. This was no longer a distant dream of rebellion. It was a tangible, dangerous endeavor that could change the course of the kingdom's history. The fear of failure was ever-present, but so was the determination to see their mission through. The heart of the kingdom, with its oppressive grandeur and palpable fear, was the ultimate battleground. Here, in the shadows of Dravon's stronghold, the group would face the greatest challenge. It was a place where every whisper could be a death sentence and every step could be their last. Yet, amidst this landscape of fear and control, the seeds of rebellion, sown by the crimson hand and nurtured by the silent support of the oppressed, were ready to bloom into open defiance. In this crucible of power and resistance, Kaelin and the Crimson Hand prepared to strike at the heart of tyranny, to bring about the downfall of a despot, or to perish in the attempt. The heart of the kingdom, once the symbol of Dravon's unassailable rule, was now the stage for the final act of their daring quest. The final confrontation with Lord Dravon was a culmination of all the paths the Crimson Hand had walked, both separately and together. The heart of the kingdom, Eldoria's capital, thrummed with the tension of an impending storm. The air was thick with anticipation, the city's oppressive atmosphere now charged with the electric current of imminent rebellion. Kaelin and the members of the Crimson Hand had prepared meticulously for this moment. The city, once a symbol of Dravon's unyielding rule, had become a chessboard on which the final game would be played. Every alley, every rooftop, every shadowed corner had been studied and mapped out, turning the city's oppressive architecture into an advantage for the rebels. The plan was audacious in its scope and execution. It required precision, daring, and a reliance on the element of surprise. Eliana and her team would lead a coordinated attack on key locations throughout the city, drawing out Dravon's forces and creating a diversion. Meanwhile, Kalen would use his bone magic to infiltrate the fortress, a dark beacon guiding them through the perilous path. As night fell, the city transformed. The streets, usually quiet under the curfew imposed by Dravon's regime, began to stir with the movements of the Crimson Hand. Shadows moved against shadows, silent signals passed between the rebels as they took their positions. The first sign of the uprising was a series of fires, lit at the outskirts, sending plumes of smoke into the night sky. This was the signal. The rebellion had begun. Kalen, cloaked in the shadows of his magic, moved towards the fortress. The bones he carried whispered of danger at every turn, guiding him through the labyrinth of defenses that protected Dravon's stronghold. His heart was a drumbeat in his chest, his every sense attuned to the movements around him. Within the fortress, Lord Dravon, alerted to the uprising, was marshalling his forces. The tyrant, a figure of towering anger and fear, clad in ornate armor, was a symbol of the oppression that had choked the kingdom for so long. The battle that unfolded was chaotic and fierce. The Crimson Hand, with their intimate knowledge of the city, 
struck with precision and ferocity. They were a whirlwind of resistance, cutting through Dravon's forces with the pent-up fury of years of subjugation. Kaelin, reaching the heart of the fortress, confronted Dravon in a clash that was as much a battle of wills as it was of magic and steel. The mage, wielding the power of bone magic, faced the tyrant in a dance of deadly artistry. The air crackled with the energy of their confrontation, spells and curses flying like sparks from a forge. The battle raged not just in the streets and the fortress but in the hearts and souls of every participant. It was a fight for freedom, for justice, for the future of Eldoria. Every blow struck, every spell cast, was a testament to the courage and resilience of those who dared to defy tyranny. In the end, it was a combination of Kaelin's magic and the relentless assault of the Crimson Hand that brought Dravon to his knees. The tyrant, defeated and broken, was a shadow of the fearsome ruler he had once been. His fall marked the end of an era of oppression, the crumbling of a reign built on fear and cruelty. The final confrontation was not just the end of Dravon's tyranny, it was the birth of a new chapter in Eldoria's history. The Crimson Hand, once a band of rebels, had become the harbingers of a new dawn. Kaelin, the exiled mage, had played a pivotal role in the downfall of the tyrant, his powers both a weapon against oppression and a reminder of the fine line between use and abuse of such abilities. As dawn broke over the city, the smoke from the night's battle mingled with the light of a new day. The heart of the kingdom, once the seat of tyranny, was now the foundation upon which a new, freer Eldoria would be built. The final confrontation was over, but the journey of rebuilding and healing was just beginning. In the aftermath of the tumultuous battle that led to the downfall of Lord Dravon, the atmosphere within the walls of Eldoria was one of cautious relief, mingled with an undercurrent of profound realization. The streets, which had witnessed the crescendo of rebellion, now echoed with a quieter, more introspective tone. For the Crimson Hand, and particularly for Kaelin, this was a time of revelation and reflection, where the true cost and implications of their struggle came sharply into focus. As the group gathered amidst the ruins of Dravon's fortress, now a symbol of their hard-won victory, the moment for Kaelin to reveal the harrowing truth he had uncovered approached. The bones, which had guided him through the rebellion, held one final, crucial secret, a secret that tied Kaelin's own past to the tyrant they had just overthrown. With the members of the Crimson Hand and the newly liberated citizens of Eldoria assembled, Kaelin stepped forward. The air was heavy with anticipation, the crowd's eyes fixed upon the mage who had been instrumental in their victory. In his hands, he held the bones that had whispered to him throughout their journey, the bones that now resonated with the revelation he was about to disclose. Kaelin began to speak, his voice a somber melody amidst the ruins. He revealed that Lord Dravon's rise to power was not a coincidence or merely the result of a tyrant's ambition. It was, in part, a consequence of a forgotten act of bone magic, an act that Kaelin himself had inadvertently played a role in. Years ago, in his quest for knowledge and mastery over bone magic, Kaelin had stumbled upon an ancient ritual one that promised to imbue a person with immense power and resilience. Driven by a desire to push the boundaries of his art, Kaelin had performed this ritual, not fully understanding the true nature of the magic he was invoking. The ritual, 
lost to time and shrouded in mystery, had a dark aspect to it. It required a catalyst, a soul that would be the vessel for the power. Unbeknownst to Kalen, the soul that became the vessel for this power was that of a young, ambitious nobleman, the man who would become Lord Dravon. The revelation sent a murmur through the crowd. Kalen's magic, which had been their shield and weapon against the tyranny, was also indirectly responsible for the birth of that very tyranny. The irony of the situation was not lost on the listeners. The hero who had helped free them was also, in a twisted turn of fate, partly responsible for their subjugation. Kalen's confession continued, laying bare his own journey of realization and guilt. He spoke of the signs he had ignored, the whispers of the bones that he had not fully understood until it was too late. His role in Dravon's rise to power was a burden he had carried, a secret that had tormented him throughout their journey. The unveiling of this truth was met with a range of emotions, shock, disbelief, anger, but also a somber understanding. The people of Eldoria, who had suffered under Dravon's rule, now saw the complexity of the rebellion they had been part of. They realized that the path to freedom was often woven with unintended consequences and painful revelations. For the Crimson Hand, this truth about Kalen was a difficult pill to swallow. They had come to respect and rely on the mage, and now they grappled with the knowledge of his indirect involvement in their past oppression. Yet, there was also an acknowledgement of Kalen's bravery in facing this truth and bringing it to light, of his crucial role in the rebellion, and of the fact that without him, their victory might not have been possible. The unveiling of the truth about Lord Dravon's rise to power and Kalen's role in it was a pivotal moment for Eldoria. It was a reminder that the roots of tyranny could be complex and unexpected, and that the journey to freedom was often a path paved with difficult truths and moral quandaries. As Eldoria stood at the dawn of a new era, this revelation marked the beginning of a deeper understanding and healing process, one that would be essential in the rebuilding of a kingdom scarred by years of oppression. In the heart of the ruined fortress, amidst the raw emotions stirred by the unveiling of the truth, Kalen stood as a solitary figure, the weight of revelation etching deep lines of conflict across his face. The air around him was thick with the tension of his confession, and the eyes of the Crimson Hand and the citizens of Eldoria bore into him, a mix of emotions reflecting in their gazes. It was in this moment of heightened turmoil that Kalen made a decision that would forever alter the course of Eldoria's future and his own destiny. Kalen understood that the liberation of Eldoria from Lord Dravon's tyranny was not the final chapter in their journey. The kingdom needed a foundation upon which to build a new era, one free from the shadows of the past. He realized that his continued presence, with the power he wielded and the secrets he carried, would always be a reminder of the dark magic that had indirectly given rise to Dravon's reign. With a heavy heart, Kalen addressed the crowd, his voice resonating with a somber, resolute tone. He spoke of the need for Eldoria to forge a new path, one unburdened by the complexities of his magic and the shadows of the past. He explained that his final act of magic would be one of closure and renewal, a sacrifice that would sever the ties between his dark heart and Eldoria's future. As the crowd listened, a mix of sorrow and understanding settling over them, Kalen began to chant in an ancient tongue, his voice weaving through the air like a tangible force. 
the bones he had carried throughout their journey began to resonate, emitting a soft, ethereal glow. The air around him shimmered, and the ground beneath his feet cracked with the power being summoned. Kalen's magic, in this final act, was a convergence of all the knowledge and power he had acquired. He called upon the bones to form a barrier, not to shield him, but to contain the immense energy he was unleashing. The magic swirled around him, a vortex of light and shadow, as he poured every ounce of his being into the spell. The Crimson Hand and the onlookers watched in awe and despair as Kalen's form became enveloped in the luminescent storm of magic. The air vibrated with the power of his sacrifice, a poignant reminder of the fine line between destruction and salvation. With a final surge of energy, the vortex imploded, and a shockwave rippled through the fortress. Where Kalen had stood, there was now only a pillar of light, reaching towards the sky before dissipating into the ether. The bones that had been his tools and companions lay silent and inert, their glow extinguished, their whispers silenced. The sacrifice of Kalen marked the end of an era of bone magic in Eldoria. It was a selfless act that ensured the dark art that had inadvertently given rise to tyranny would not linger as a threat to the fledgling freedom they had all fought for. His departure was a symbol of rebirth for Eldoria, a kingdom that could now look towards a future untainted by the shadows of the past. The people of Eldoria, and the members of the Crimson Hand, were left to grapple with the complexity of Kalen's legacy. He was both a savior and a reminder of a darker time, a mage who had wielded forbidden powers for the cause of freedom yet chose to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Kalen's sacrifice became a legend in Eldoria, a tale of power, redemption, and the ultimate price of freedom. It was a story that would be passed down through generations, a poignant reminder of the complexities of heroism and the sacrifices made in the name of a better future. In the annals of Eldoria's history, the name of Kalen, the Boneweaver, would be remembered with a mixture of reverence and melancholy, a symbol of the eternal struggle between darkness and light.